0: I am Sarah Jane Case and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello friends, happy Monday. I hope your weekend treated you well. Today is another author's corner check-in where I update you on what the heck is going on behind the scenes. But first, today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is that as you were listening to this, I am in California and I'm really excited about it. I'm happy to be here, there. My thorn is that I am having some travel anxiety. I haven't really been traveling as much as I used to. This is my first kind of longer flight. Pretty nervous about it. I have some like safety measures in place. I'm going to take a test before, a test after, but you know, I'm just a little nervous and scared. My bud is that being there is gonna be so amazing. I love California. I love the dry air. I love the warmth. <laughs> and I really like to travel alone, just like having that time. I'm gonna to get to have the time to write and to speak at a like an event with like actual humans. So I'm really excited about that, but you know, also nervous. So Let's just dive head first in today's episode. We have a lot that I have decided we're going to cover, and <laughs> I'm excited to just kind of sit down and have coffee with you, talk about what's going on over here. And speaking of coffee, I am going to just take a quick sip of mine. This week, I have been hyper focused on tying up loose ends, creating a plan for how to write this book in the time that I've allotted. So I've also gotten a bit of a head start on chapter one because I am an antsy person and I get excited and I, you know, it's hard not to start. So I had my last ever live call with Brave Collective members on Wednesday and began the transition from it being a membership site into being a course so that it takes less kind of month to month, week to week management from me. This was hard Because Brave Collective is one of my favorite things, but the time that it takes for me is just time that I don't have anymore and that I have to kind of give toward where I intend to be going. The curriculum was finalized this week as well. And so for now, it's gonna remain closed to any new members, but in the new year, I'll be able to reopen it as a course. And then once you buy it, you have access to it for life, which I think is a nice thing. So in our last meeting... On Wednesday, we talked about quitting and how hard it is to quit when something is good. You know, like it's kind of easier to quit when something's bad. I made decisions to change Brave Collective so many times in the last five years that it's been open. Like, It started with this day planner subscription service that I did five years ago maybe six years ago, where I would send a new day planner out to you every single month. And I loved it. It was called Journey Books. I know some of you were a part of that, which is so cool. Now, with that being said, all of these changes that I've been able to make, I redid the whole curriculum this year. This is the first one, kind of transitioning it from a membership into a course that has felt hard. And I think it's partially because I'm working really hard to to question my desire to let things go as an Enneagram 7. And because of that, like, I've done a bit of a course correction in that. Like, I've been trying to prevent letting things go too soon. And so then I've kind of started to hold on a bit too tightly too long at times. But mostly it's also because I just really loved it. Like... It's the thing that we don't talk about when we talk about quitting. We hear a lot of discussion around chase your bliss, do what's best for you, allow yourself to move on from things that aren't working, but we don't talk about moving on from things even when they're good because there is something better like waiting for you in the wings. Like It's like, I'm going to let something go that's good just because there's something that might be great for me. And that is so scary and it's so hard, but it feels like we kind of have to have the excuse of needing to leave. Like I need to be mad at this or I need to not like it or it needs to not be working for me. So then it takes you out of that position of having to like dislike someone else so that you can like move on and do a good thing. And it puts you in the position of having to actually genuinely believe that you have more that you want and that you deserve more, that you're worthy of more. And that there's more good available to you in the world than something that is already good. So how do we honor something being perfect and great and right, but not perfect and great and right for us right now? And I think it's through honoring that kind of like inevitable shifting of life, the constancy of movement. I kind of told my husband that leaving Brave Collective, or I'm not even quitting Brave Collective, we're just changing it, but I'm going to have less contact with people, which is the hard part that it felt like graduating high school. Like you're excited for the next phase, right? You're like, okay, I'm I'm moving into this phase. I'm focusing on writing a book, being a podcaster. This is my dream job, but also sad to leave my friends (laughs) and scared to leave my comfort zone. Like this idea like, what if I don't have what it takes to do the next thing? Like I'm battling a lot of worth questions at the moment. Can I do this? Is it worth putting my words out there when there are already so many words in the world? Thankfully, I am stubbornly driven by my interests and my goals. So I will keep going through this discomfort, but it is so uncomfortable. And I just, I want to be able to talk about that because I think sometimes we see the finished product and we don't realize like, oh, they felt vulnerable and unworthy the whole time they were making this thing. So that's kind of where I'm at. Um, Now, I've continued with my 15 minutes of doing nothing this week. I started that last week and it has been amazing. I wasn't able to do it for a couple of days this week just because of like parenting chaos in the mornings. And I can tell you that I have noticed a large difference in my demeanor, in my anxiety, and my ability to write. So that's good information. I think it's going to have to be an integral part of my writing process for this book, just having that time every day of doing nothing, maybe multiple times a day, just to have re-inspire, reinvigorate my energy. So like I said before, I'm in California the day that you are listening to this. I'm actually here because I'm speaking at a company retreat on Thursday morning, I'm really excited about that, but I extended my trip so that I could have some time to write without worrying about cooking, cleaning. And in generally, I also think it's just helpful to write about things that aren't just the bunnies in my yard. Like, I think one of the best parts of writing is when you are brought into a tiny moment that someone observed that somehow feels universal. And I want to be able to offer varied observations in my writings for this book and not just what I see from my front stoop every morning, as lovely as that may be. So yeah, I'm going to try and put myself on a strict writing regimen while I'm here, but also give myself enough time of doing nothing to really see where I am and notice the people around me. This is my first in-person event that I've spoken at since early 2020 at Alt Summit in Palm Springs. Did I really just say that sentence? Like, when did this become my normal life? I can remember sitting in a conference room as a photographer, listening to speakers talk about how they built their businesses and their tips for lighting and thinking that like one day I want to be one of those people. And I just said that sentence about it like it's a normal, like, I can just ignore it. And that's kind of a waste. So I'm just going to pause for a second. Hmm. And just like really take that in. Ooh, I'm going to (laughs) cry. Like I'm about to fly across the country to teach people how to know themselves better. And while I'm there, I'm going to write a book of essays and poetry to help soothe the hearts of people experiencing just what it's like being human. And that's insane. Whew. Thanks for being here and making this journey possible. You're a really big part of why I'm able to do this. And um, I don't ever take for granted that this is my job. And I just feel really, really, really lucky. Oof, the feels. So let's talk about what I'm reading. <laughs> Quick exit out of that emotional, that emotional moment. Okay. Okay. So, this week I read No Cure for Being Human by Kate Bowler. So, she sent it my way. Bowler, Bowler, Kate, please tell me if I say your name wrong. So, she sent it my way, and I honestly just didn't know what I was getting into. And holy smokes, it blew me away. It was so honest. It's not like fluffy or self help at all. It didn't try to convince you to look on the bright side or to solve all your problems. It just, let you be there and story with her and in acceptance of like yourself and life and the changes that happen. And I loved every single minute of it. Run, don't walk to grab that book. No cure for being human. Now I am reading The Unsayable by Dr. Annie G. Rogers. It's all about childhood trauma. So here's the thing. It is a beautiful book. It's one that I'm very excited to read. However, she writes in this beautiful poetic way that is very much like an Enneagram 4, just kind of like the nuance of her experience and this, like the way she puts words together. So much so that it has me kind of consumed with thoughts of the Type 4 structure. And I'm realizing through this, I'm going to probably have to start thinking about what I'm writing when I pick what I'm reading. So I'm currently writing the chapter for type 1s. So I probably need to find a book that will have me like consumed with that type 1 structure. Just kind of putting my head into that space. The book that has done that for me is You Don't Owe Anyone. That was so good and is so perfect for Enneagram 1s. But yeah, this one, I want to read it when I'm writing chapter 4. Because it's not the topic as much as it is her voice. That reminds me of the 4. So I might have to pause it and come back to it when I'm there because I think that would be perfect. Today's podcast is brought to you by ZocDoc. Has this ever happened to you? Like you need to see a doctor, you search and you find the one that looks good, you wait on hold, you book an appointment, you rearrange your entire schedule, you make sure the kids are taken care of, and then when you finally go in, you find out that this doctor doesn't even take your insurance. It is so frustrating, but there is a solution. Just download the free ZocDoc app, the easiest way to find a great doctor, and instantly book an appointment. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who take your insurance, read verified patient reviews, and book an appointment in person or video chat. Never wait on hold with a receptionist again. Whether you need a primary care physician, dentist, dermatologist, psychiatrist, eye doctor, or other specialist, ZocDoc has you covered. Go to ZocDoc.com slash eGram and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, and I am one of them. It's my go-to whenever I need to see a doctor. As many of you know, we have been through it. <laughs> with medical care for my lungs for like the last 2 years. Trying to find a good provider, trying to figure out what's going on. And the last thing that I want to do is also like be going to the doctor all the time and be frustrated with the process of finding one, which feels almost impossible. Like have you ever tried to google a doctor? I am so grateful for Zocdoc because it puts everything right there in one place. I can book everything online which Y'all, if you are my age or younger, you I know you don't want to make a phone call. I don't want to make a phone call. I am so grateful to be able to book a doctor online. And it is all right there. ZocDoc makes it so easy. So as we know, it is the time to prioritize your health. So go to ZocDoc.com eGram and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for for free. Book a top-rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash e Thank you, ZocDoc, for supporting the podcast and for making my life easier. Okay. What I am watching, my kiddo and I have been loving the show Hilda. It's on Netflix. It's full of fantastical creatures, mystical storylines, It shows different kinds of bravery and strength and healthy friendships. I love it. It's so rare to have a show that my nine-year-old enjoys and I enjoy, like that never happens. I think the last time we had one that I was like just as invested in as him is The Investigators, which is so fun. It's also on Netflix, but there's only like two seasons and we've watched every episode like a hundred times. So I was thrilled to find this one. Now, my small joy from this week is from this morning. So I went to the coffee shop before coming into the office and I saw a man outside who appeared to be experiencing homelessness and... It was just like I happened to like really specifically notice him, you know, and he came into the coffee shop and asked for either water or coffee. I'm not sure which. Either way, he put a lot of sugar in it and I was so happy for him just like filling this thing up with sugar. I'm actually pretty sure it was water because my husband works at a coffee shop downtown and there's a man who experiences homelessness who goes there and gets water and then fills it up with a bunch of sugar. So I'm pretty sure it's him because he's told me about him before, but I was really happy for him just to like fill this thing up with sugar. And then as he left, he held the door for people who were coming in and that was so sweet. That just like made me really happy. But then one of them said like, thank you, sir. And that like First of all, so I used to work for like a summer, I worked in Chicago with people experiencing homelessness and one of the big things that I learned that summer was just like how invisible they are oftentimes and just like how how uncommon it is to look them in the eye and really acknowledge them. So that that's one of the things that I always try to do is to really just like, if I can't give someone money or whatever, I don't have anything on me, I will always like look them in the eye and smile at them just like I would anyone else. So I just love the moment of that man calling him sir and kind of just really treating him with respect. And the man like perked up and smiled and I watched him out the window enjoy his warm beverage. And I know that this week has got to have been hard on him because it's been raining constantly here. So I hope... That that moment of just having a warm beverage, friendly interaction, just like it does for me, right? Having a warm beverage and a friendly interaction can change my day. So I hope it was a little bit of a respite for him just in what has definitely been probably a very, very hard week. So that's my small joy from the week. And I'm learning a lot about listening to my body and not just powering through things that need to be done. I know, like, I intellectually know the importance of that, right? But it's always easier said than done. My therapist recently asked me if I ever take naps. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot remember a time of taking a nap where I wasn't sick, traveling, or like on my period. But yesterday I had a virtual speaking engagement to do and my body was so tired. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try a nap. So I set my alarm for 20 minutes and I just let myself sleep. I woke up before the alarm even went off. I made a coffee, I drank some water, and I felt amazing. It was revolutionary for me just to see the benefits of actually letting myself have the rest I was craving, even when I had something big to do. It probably should be like, especially when you have something big to do, but it has not been for me. So this was kind of a moment of like, okay, yeah, even when I have something big to do, I can take the rest I need. So process updates. So we're gearing up for the first week of full-time writing. And I wanted to update you on what I'm thinking my process will look like. So, typically, my Fridays are my lightest workdays of the week. I focus mostly on planning for the week that's to come, wrapping things up, and then letting myself kind of have it easy. However, for this season, I'm going to make Fridays my biggest workday of the week. So, I'm going to record any podcasts, any podcast ads, respond to emails that I need to get to, plan for the next week, anything that needs to happen that is not writing or editing. I'm going to put on to Fridays. So this is going to open up Monday through Thursday for just writing and editing. That's what's going down today. It's a bit of a heavier week today because I am planning to do some replay podcasts. And today I'm writing and recording all three for the week ahead, which just isn't going to be the normal case, but I'm also tying up the final loose ends of everything so that I can comfortably take a break. And I'm doing a podcast interview for someone else's podcast today. So there's just a little bit more on the plate today than normal, but I think it's going to work. I don't intend for this to be how every Friday is, but I'm going to have to be very disciplined at saying not right now to both myself and to others when options and ideas and activities are made available to me, which is very hard. I have already started working on chapter one, but I'm planning to continue that next week and kind of wrapping it up and also getting a head start on chapter two. The poems and the essays, honestly, are easier for me. It's more so the opening and the conclusion for each chapter, which is going to be harder. So what I'm going to do is try to do those first thing each week to get the hard part. Done first. I'm also gathering a small group of people, like five to 10 from each Enneagram type, to read through the descriptions and the essays, just to tell me how it feels once the chapter is complete, like a complete first draft. I'm both scared and excited to hear that, how they experience it. I want it to feel accurate and intimate. So it's very important to get the word from them. So I do need to hear from people of each type for that. But Feedback is, you know, never never the easiest thing to do, but I'm excited about it. If you're someone who is in that group who is like, well, now I feel like I can't be honest with her, please be honest with me because that's the whole point. So that's everything, friends. That's where we are right now. It's a nice hefty update for the week. I don't know if every author's corner is going to be this thorough, but I hope that they can be. As always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you, and I'll see you Wednesday for the next episode.